0: I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors, and we're talking Ram Trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. They have a lot to offer.
1: Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so.
0: Ram trucks are so versatile, you can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in. Where wherever they go.
1: Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience.
0: Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck.
1: Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new. TRX which has a lot of horsepower.
0: How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit
1: either of our two showrooms Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27 or you can visit us on the web at Chilson.com. Remember let our family take care of your family.
2: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Jill Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Friday morning at Wax, shank of the day, baby, it's short time, Bob and Jill with you. They're having beer in Mexico, it won't be, well, four or five days, we'll be having beer in Ireland and Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would assume that you'd have a few beers. Well, I'll, uh, you know, we got to sample the local cuisine, and when you get to Ireland and Scotland, Northern Ireland, that's some of the northern, some of the Irish cuisine is is the beer, and their brogue over there. So, looking forward to that as we we leave on our wax holiday travel farm tour Tuesday morning, heading for that part of the world. Looking forward to that, seeing uh, some of those Irish dairies, and taking a look at. Uh, Scotland, Belfast, Northern Ireland, uh, spectacular. Go to Ireland, you got to go to Northern Ireland as well. So if you get on a tour to Ireland, tell them you want to go to Northern Ireland too because that is a really special place and it's really interesting. Nice people, they say when you get to Belfast, and of course anybody that's been around long enough remembers the, uh, the IRA and the battles they used to have in Northern Ireland. When you get to Northern Ireland, they say the people are friendly. Talk about anything. Just not politics, <laughs> and that's well. That's basically what it is around here too. Don't talk politics around here anymore, or you get into a battle royal. But anyway, looking forward to that. All right, we've got some rain out there this morning, Jill. Jill, you've been following the radar. Where is the rain right now? It's kind of moved through Eau Claire already.
0: It's kind of moved through Eau Claire. We should be Black River Falls, Nielsville, Medford. That's where the line looks like it's lining up with now.
2: All right, so uh, some showers through the area, maybe later on tonight. Rain will get a little bit heavier. We were at the Russ County Fair and had a ball yesterday. And uh, i tell you, I was up there and uh, I forgot my favorite 4-H club name of all time is in the Glen Flora area. Ani Potty Dune. <laughs> That's the name of their 4-H club up there. And so tomorrow morning we'll talk with uh, Hannah. Blackstock, and uh, she can spit that name out really fast <laughs> and she's the fairest of the fair reserve champion hog exhibitor and so uh, Annie Pawnee doon and a whole lot more 4-hers are at it in Russ county this weekend and of course also pierce county and you were at the clark county fair as well i was at the clark county fair
0: numbers were way up and Good. all the species the beef show took a long time and the sheep show was started going on and There's kids running everywhere.
2: Oh, that's good. That's what the fairs are all about. So, again, we'll talk uh, a little bit about that. We'll hear from a young lady in uh, Russ County that had the grand champion lamb. We'll also talk about uh, more counties in Wisconsin, disaster areas, and a big report coming out later this morning from the USDA. It'll be the World uh, Agriculture Supply and Demand Report. Also, they'll have some production estimates for our crops this year. So we've got a lot to do this morning, and Brent Wink is on his way. He'll be here. I don't know if he had to drive through any rain or if he's uh, behind the rain now, how much he got over there at his operation over in the Glenwood City area. But we've got a lot to do. A busy, busy morning here at Wax, and we'll get you started with a little bit of a weather update because, again, while well, some rain has moved through later on tonight, looks like maybe we might get more And
3: might be a little stormy too. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Got to get that thing updated. We've been here over 45 years and farm show for about 75. So, again, we've been around doing the chores with you a long time and enjoy every minute of it. Our Skywarn 13 forecast brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Financing as low as 4.9% on select 2024 Subaru Outbacks at Chilson.com. Well, today rain has moved through the area. We had some through the western part of the state. Now it's uh, moving over towards central Wisconsin this morning and maybe redeveloping later on, so be aware of that. Could be storms later on, too. 82 the high today. 58 overnight is the chance of rain. Maybe storms continues. Saturday, just partly cloudy, high of 82 Sunday, 76, partly cloudy, maybe another chance of rain. Same thing on Monday with a chance of rain, 75. And Tuesday, when we uh, get ready to fly off to Ireland and Scotland, partly cloudy, 81, my boy. 67 degrees, about 82 today. And uh, again, maybe later on, we'll get some, some storms, so be aware of that. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM,
4: WAXX Eau Claire. Here's what's going on. <laughs> NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Hawaii Governor Josh Green says the wildfires in his state have caused what is likely the largest natural disaster in its history. The number of deaths has gone up to at least 53. Green says that number is likely to climb.
5: We are seeing loss of life. As you know, uh, the number has been rising and we will continue to see loss of life. But we have extraordinary
6: professionals working on this job.
4: Dozens have been injured, and over 1,500 structures have been damaged or destroyed. President Biden says China's economic problems make it a ticking time bomb. At a political fundraiser in Utah on Thursday, Biden said China is in trouble because of weak growth. He added, that's not good, because when bad folks have problems, they do bad things. China's consumer sector fell into deflation in July. The Michigan Republicans implicated in the so-called false elector scheme during the 2020 presidential race are pleading not guilty. The Democratic state attorney general announced felony charges against a group of 16 in July, accusing them of signing fake certificates to give Michigan's electoral college votes to former President Trump after President Biden was declared the winner. The Supreme Court is blocking opioid maker Purdue Pharma from moving forward with a 6 billion dollar bankruptcy deal, Brian Shuck reports. Thursday's decision comes
5: after the Biden administration raised objections about the settlement that would have shielded the Sackler family from future lawsuits related to the opioid epidemic. A spokesperson for Purdue Pharma said the company is confident in the legality of its plan of reorganization and optimistic that the Supreme Court will agree. The high court is set to hear oral arguments in December and likely issue a ruling early next year.
4: You're listening to NBC News Radio.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Let's take a look at our weather once again in our Skywarn 13 forecast, brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Remember, RV service appointments are now available at ChilsonRV.com. Get your RV ready for the rest of the camping season or need repairs. Chilson RV is there to help you. And again, uh, we've had some rain moving through. There's still some rain as it moves off to the east. Nielsville, Medford, down Black River, that area. Probably seeing a little rain this morning. Looking for a high of 82 and probably redeveloping a little bit later on. Maybe some storms later tonight and overnight down to about 58. Partly cloudy tomorrow, 82 and Sunday, 76. Partly cloudy, maybe a little more rain on Sunday chance of rain monday at 75 partly cloudy on tuesday 81 62 in rice lake and medford this morning wasaw at 61 marshfield at 65 lacrosse 69 green bay at 63 71 in milwaukee and a very pleasant 67 and we had rain go through eau claire earlier this morning if you're getting some
3: right now good for you for those who work in acres not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Rural Mutual Insurance
2: with us on a Friday morning to take a look at the markets and Jill, the cash livestock here as we wrap up the week. Choice fed beef steers are 175 to
0: 188 with mixed at 160 to 174. Choice fed beef heifers are 175 to 189 with mixed at 158 to 174. Choice fed Holstein steers are 160 to 169 with select and silage fed steers. 141 to 159 cows are 80 to 109 with the top of 141 bulls are 76 to 135 with butcher hogs at 58 to 80 sows are 54 to 62 and boars are 21 to 28 new crop market lambs are 155 to 195 Feeder lambs are 105 to 210, ewes are 30 to 90, small goats are 15 to 135, medium goats are 85 to 265, large goats are 150 to 410, and nanny goats are 25 to 270.
2: At the Chicago Mercantile Exchange yesterday, futures for livestock, cattle were higher, hogs were lower. We've got October live cattle, 182.52, that was up 82 December at 186.60, up a dollar 10. February at $190 even, that was up eighty two cents. Feeder cattle for September two fifty one fifty seven up ninety-five. October feeders at two fifty three thirty-two up a dollar seventeen. November at two fifty-three eighty up a dollar twenty-two. And January at two fifty two eighty-seven, that was up one hundred twenty-two. Lean hog carcass contracts were mostly lower. Now August was up seven cents at one hundred one seventy-two. October at eighty thirty-two down a dollar and a quarter. December also down a dollar and a quarter at 7377. And February hogs down a dollar thirty at seventy-eight oh two. And the Board of Trade yesterday was higher. That's before today's report comes out. Single digits higher yesterday. And if we look overnight, the corn closed uh, $4.96 yesterday, down a penny overnight, sitting at $4.95. This morning, oats up a penny at $4.35 overnight. December wheat down three at $660. November beans are up a nickel overnight to thirteen twenty-three. December meal up two ten ten a ton at three ninety-five eighty. Cheese prices, uh, butter a little higher. Barrels up a quarter of a cent at one eighty and a quarter. The blocks also up a quarter at one ninety-six and three quarters. Butter up two and a half cents a pound at two sixty-nine. Class three, though, same old story. They went down yesterday again. August down a dime at seventeen twenty-five. September down twenty-two at seventeen sixty-one. October down 30 at 1786, November down 23 at 1860, and December down 19 at 1817. We're going to go to the Russ County Fair in Smith. Beautiful day up there yesterday with the Oni Dune 4-H Club and lots of others as well. I love that name, as you might understand, as you might uh, be well aware. But we're going to talk to a young lady that had the Grand Champion Lamb at the Russ County Fair yesterday. And... We'll do that coming up on Wax. We're about 11 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock, and some folks up in Adam this morning seeing some
3: rain, and rain is a good thing. Hey, that'd be the title of a song. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. One young lady at the Russ County Lamb Show, Sheep
2: Show, has a big smile on her face, and that is Reese Thompson. Reese is with the Blue Hills Beast 4-H Club. Why you got such a big smile on your face?
7: Because I won. What would you win? First place for the market sheep.
2: Oh, congratulations. How long have you been showing? How old are you, Reese?
7: I am 11, and I have, this is my first year.
2: How would you get started showing uh, sheep? Who taught you, or who encouraged you to get in the sheep show?
7: Uh, my grandma and grandpa.
2: Do you have sheep at home?
7: Um, well, they're mine, but I keep them there.
2: Tell me about your lamb. How big was your lamb? What's the breeding about this market lamb?
7: So it was 50 pounds when we got him.
2: And, and how big was he when you got him here to the Russ County Fair?
7: 146 pounds.
2: And what's his breeding? What's he look like? He got a black head on him, but uh, what is he? Crossbred?
7: He's a Suffolk and Hampshire cross.
2: So do you remember what the judge said? Why your lamb was the best lamb here at the fair this year in the market of classes? You remember what he liked about your lamb?
7: No.
2: You weren't paying attention?
7: I was so happy, so I was hard to pay attention.
2: Oh, uh, you were excited. I don't blame you. How'd you do in showmanship? Mm,
7: pretty good. Did you win? No. Oh
2: well, that's all right. You always you can learn. That's for sure. Well, tell me about uh, getting this lamb ready. You said started when you got it at fifty pounds. What did you do during the course of that time till he got to one hundred and forty six here at the fair? How did you work with him?
7: Oh uh, well, we increased his feed every day. So well every week.
2: And- no, that's just the feed. But uh, as far as getting a halter on him, teaching him how to lead, these lambs can be kind of ornery. So what kind of work did you do with them?
7: I don't know. I just tried and tried over and over again.
2: What did you try?
7: Well, we got the halters on, and we just started walking him, and he didn't really like it, so it took a while.
2: So you had to do a little pull Oh, yes. So uh, how long was it before he uh, relaxed and started following you around with that halter on?
7: Mm, I don't know. Like, two weeks, one month.
2: Well, oh, that's not bad. Did you have any... Uh... Exercise areas like for them to climb up, to muscle up and do some of that stuff?
7: Um I had we my grandpa built a playground jungle gym for them made out of wood.
2: And that worked. Yeah. So you're going to be showing lambs here, sheep here at the fair for a long time? Yeah. What are you going to do with the money you make at the uh, market animal sale?
7: Well, I have to give some to my grandma and grandpa cuz they pay for the feed and stuff, and I'm just going to I don't know, i just save the money.
2: Buy another one next year? Yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, the exhibitor of the Grand Champion Lamb here at the West County Fair, Reese Thompson. And she's with the Blue Hills Beast, 146-pound Hamp, Suffolk Cross. At the fair and Ladysmith, I'm Bob Bosold.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And
2: again, Reese Thompson had the Grand Champion Lamb. Katrina Steyer had the Reserve Champion Lamb. Christina, or Katrina, rather, shows with the uh, Cloverland 4-H Club, and she had a 154-pound lamb that was a reserve champion. Tomorrow, we're going to hear from a couple of young ladies that uh, were in the hog show that did very well, the champion and reserve champion exhibitors, Braley Wiles and Hannah Blackstock, and uh, we'll hear from them tomorrow morning on the program. In the meantime, uh, we've got uh, some news to look at. Big report today, Joe.
0: Well, more numbers come out from the USDA later this morning. It's the August World Agriculture Supply and Demand Report. The August report is always seen as a USDA attempt to put some more serious numbers about regarding crop size. Based on interviews from about 15,000 farmers across the country and other field observations, grain traders think today's report will put corn yields at just over 175 bushels an acre or, with a crop totaling about 15.1 billion bushels. For soybeans, today's report is expected to show yields of just over 51 bushels an acre and a final crop size of 4.23 billion bushels. Both those corn and soybean estimates would be a little lower than the July estimates and could be bullish for prices. And USDA officials have designated three more Wisconsin counties Burnett, Sawyer, and Washburn as primary natural disaster areas because of weather-related disasters like drought and tornadoes, and I bet you some hail happened up there, too. That would also make the contingent... Uh, kind of, can, can you
2: say contiguous?
0: Contiguous counties. Those are the ones that are connected to those counties <laughs> <laughs> of Ashland, Barron, Bayfield, Douglas, Polk, Price, and Rosk eligible for low-interest emergency and gov- government loans to cover losses to livestock, equipment, and the overall farm operation to help refinance refinance certain debt. Farmers in those counties have until next August, April 8th to apply for those low-interest loans. What's the date?
2: Next what? August 8th? August, April 8th? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, you have... <laughs>
0: until april 8th
2: is what it says all right to apply for those emergency loans and maybe they get a little rain up there today <laughs> hopefully this morning as it moves through and and maybe tonight but again those counties and all the contiguous counties uh to those three as well again those three saw sawyer and washburn all right coming up bridget finke is going to join us our resident attorney valley crossing law all those statements you deal with the paperwork electronic statements how you've wade through electronic statements and all your work. We'll talk to Bridget next and find out what that entails.
3: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Keeping track of your records, whether it be your will or whether it be whatever, as far as how to keep your farm in the family for future generations, is important. How do we keep track of it all? Bridget Finke is with us, our resident attorney with Valley Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. And Bridget, uh, as I was thinking about all this, I'm thinking about just in my life, which is not nearly as complicated with documents and papers and contracts as a farmer, and the electronics and the uh, information that I have to do electronically, it boggles my mind. How does a, a farmer keep it all straight? Because, again, we used to come in and bring our taxes into the accountant in a shoebox or a safe deposit box, and uh, those things aren't the, the prime way of doing things anymore.
8: Well, technology um, certainly has the potential to help us out and help stay organized and be able to find things, but it also presents challenges for us. And, you know, just on a, on a simple level, wills, still have to be on paper with the physical signatures we still process a whole lot of paper through this office and you know I grew up in paper mill country over there in central Wisconsin
2: so I you know, know you did I'm I continued. know you did so electronic signatures don't work on things like wills
8: no um, still lots of kind of old school formalities when it comes to those kind of documents that said for instance our office doesn't store paper so we have paper files when people are going through the process. But when we're done, we take scans of everything and we send the paper, originals home with the clients. And so because we do the scanning, we also give people the opportunity to um, get electronic copies of PDFs of those documents as a means of being able to um, access things more easily in the future even if, at the end of the day, we still need that paper original will. Um, but, uh, but aside from the, the documents of it all, um, we are finding that more and more people are living their lives digitally as opposed to getting things in the mail. Um, And so it used to be if somebody passed away and and their kids or whoever was taking care of their estate had no idea what they had for assets or who did they bank with, who was their financial advisor, man, we could just sit back and collect the mail. And chances are we were going to get a statement, maybe monthly, maybe quarterly. Now more and more that stuff is coming electronically.
2: But if we don't know that Mom and Dad or Grandma and Grandpa, whatever, had that electronic will, and you know, like you said, the old days it it came in the mail. Now we've got to find it ourselves. And one of the other words that uh, has become a a detriment to this country more so than than virtual and uh, those kind of meetings is passwords. Who in the world remembers a password if it's not your own, especially if it's Mom and Dad's? how can we access these things if we're not sure what the passwords are, and how do we access a password?
8: Yeah, and that's that's been the big challenge of these things coming electronically. And so it used to be that, you know, the big discussion was, um, you know, who's who's an owner on the safe deposit box, right? Who's got the safe deposit key? Who, you know, who can find the key? And now often the key to people's lives are instead um, those passwords. And so, um, you know, it seems strange to say, but on some level, writing them down, or at least the key ones, um, you know, and, and here I am, uh, the, the shoemaker whose kids go uh, barefoot, um, I don't know that anybody would be able to get into my phone. If I wasn't here, I don't know that anybody (laughs) knows that code to get in. I've suppose i still got the face thing, so they they can can hold it up to me. But at least being able to get into those basics and then keeping that information in that safe place. So maybe the password list is in the safe deposit box or in the safe at home. Um, And it may not be every password to everything, everything. But maybe it's that main email that you use for, you know, for business purposes when it comes to the farm stuff, the ability to get in the cell phone. Because um, typically, if you can get into the main computer cell phone and you can get access to the email, then you're able to do those forgot password links and work through that process to be able to get that access.
2: So the shoe box or the safe deposit box still does have at least a minimum purpose.
8: Sure, and I'm sure there's some digital way to do that as well, um, but I will say that it's it's uh, hard to argue with paper when it comes to uh, those sorts of things of being able to uh, have that
2: list to access. Bridget, Bridget Finke with us, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law once again this month. And, Bridget, you mentioned in a will it has to be a, a physical signature, even though eventually you can get it to electronic... What about other documents as far as uh, some of the other things that uh, we have contracts and bequests and things like that? Do they all require that signature on paper, first of all, to be legal?
8: You know, every type of document has different rules. And I know that is uh, frustrating uh, because it would be nice just to have one set of, of rules and requirements on things, um, but, uh, you know, what's required on a deed is different than what's required on a will, is different than what's required on a power of attorney, which is different than what's required on a lease form. And so, um, you know, making sure you're working with someone or that that you look up the details maybe Making sure you do it right for the document you know for people who are doing this every day we just know that this one requires a notary this one requires two witnesses this one has to be in paper this one can be electronic if we say in the document it can be electronic um and so you know safe course is always still the paper um but there's there's plenty of business, obviously, that happens um, electronically in today's world. And frankly, the law is always behind and always catching up. There was actually just a court case released um, here within the last month dealing with one of those online banks where there, there are no physical locations and whether setting up a digital payable on death on that account meets Wisconsin's payable on death laws. So, um, you know, the law continues to catch up, and um, I would just say, you know, be sure you're you're chatting with someone who knows the rules. You know, when it comes to bank accounts, you would be talking to your banker. When it comes to legal documents, talk to your lawyer um, to make sure you're not inadvertently um, not creating uh, valid documents or agreements under those particular rules.
2: Thank you, Bridget. Bridget Finke, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law over in the Baldwin area. Again, electronic statements and makes me nervous dealing with a bank that has no physical, <laughs> no physical places. Where's the vault? Where's the money? So again, make sure you know who you're dealing with and what documents you're using—paper or electronic. But again, use a professional. Want to get a hold of Bridget? Seven one five six eight eight four zero four five. And uh, what time is it? 29 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. And for some people, a little bit of a rainy Friday morning. We'll check with Mike Dandry here in just a few minutes and uh, find out what's going on as far as that weather. But uh, I think we're going to check in with Morgan here in just a few minutes.
3: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Once again, 65 degrees. We'll catch up with Mike Dandrea here in just a few minutes and find out what's going on weather-wise. Uh, Brent is here and coming in from Glenwood City. What was the? Uh, what's the story on uh, coming from the west? Is it all over down there? Is it yeah, still getting just, some moisture?
9: Yeah, really little drizzle between Menominee and Eau Claire. Wipers on for five, six miles, but looks like it's all kind of cleared out of the area for
2: now. I yeah, guess. for now for now but maybe later on we'll catch up with mike and find out about that but right now let's go to the newsroom catch up with morgan mccarthy this morning and find out what's going on good morning morgan
6: well, good morning here's what we're learning today we'll start locally with an update as a suspicious death now turns homicide investigation this was uh, involving a man found dead in the parking lot of a strip club in jackson county Jackson County Sheriff's Office yesterday ruled 55-year-old Andrew Frechette's death a homicide as he was found in a car in the parking lot in the township of Elma on June 30th. Investigators labeled his death suspicious from the start. No one's saying exactly how he died or who may be a suspect. In the case, well, a former mailman from Barron County will not spend any time behind bars for stealing over $4,000 worth of Menard's rebate checks. This was Joshua Copus from Cumberland who pleaded guilty to stealing the checks while he was delivering mail last year. The case all started when a woman had called Menard's asking about a rebate check when the store said it had already been sent. That's when investigators tracked down Copas and found he had stolen more than 30 other checks as well. In all, prosecutors say he stole about $4,500 in those. All but two of them were supposed to be delivered along his mail route. The judge sentenced him to probation. As we look to other headlines that stretch the state, Mother Nature getting some attention. You got a little bit damp last night and rain's supposed to be heading our way. But in fact, parts of Wisconsin are looking at exceptional drought conditions for the first time ever. NOSA's latest drought report this week says a tiny part in the far northwestern part of Wisconsin, just east of Superior, is actually the driest part of our state. Most of the rest of Wisconsin is dry as well. 82% of the state is looking at some kind of drought condition. Outside of that area along Lake Superior, it's south-central Wisconsin that's the driest part of the dairy land. Forecasters hoping for some weekend rain to improve things. Maybe you're taking yourself to West Dallas. I know Bob was in Rusk County for the fair there yesterday. Jill making an appearance in Clark County. So it is fair season. And if you're taking the trip to the Wisconsin State Fair, better grab a cream puff now. The pavilion will get a new puffed up look next year. The state of Wisconsin approved $12.5 million to renovate the Puff Pavilion, the idea being to modernize and expand it. In, in fact, the Cream Puff Pavilion is one of the oldest buildings on the fairground and, as you might imagine, one of the busiest. The Wisconsin's Bakers Association, which makes those cream puffs in the building, says it sells over a million dollars worth of cream puffs each year. And that might be the secret to longevity. Certainly couldn't hurt to have a cream puff to help you get to 104 years. A Southern California woman has some uh, other birthday memories, though. Here's Betsy.
7: Cigarettes for 15 cents a pack. Hot dog was fifteen cents. You could get a bottle of beer for fifteen cents. You could have a big
6: time for a buck. Now, despite the uh, cigarettes and the hot dog, she says she actually eats pretty healthy and stays active. Those are the main reasons for her longevity. You can have a pretty good time for a buck back in the barn too. We better go there and spend our money wisely. With Bob Bull sold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax one
2: hundred four point five. She's old am I? I remember going to the tavern on your eighteen-year-old beer bar, get a glass of beer for a dime. i was out the other night cost me six bucks for a glass of beer so times they have a changed and uh, so does the weather let's get over to skywarn 13 and mike dandrea is with us morning mike you remember dime beers uh that might
5: have been a little before my time
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think so that's for sure but uh, anyway nice soft rain has moved through it's still raining to the east but look out huh
5: Yeah, there's a a conditional threat of severe weather later on tonight. And what I mean by that is this initial round of rain has continued to push through. Now we'll get in on a little bit more sunshine throughout the latter half of the morning and early afternoon. Now. The contingent uh, contingency, if you will, is depending on how much sunshine we actually see. If we see a good bit of that to help destabilize the atmosphere, that's where we could have uh, these showers and storms fire off. That'll be on the stronger, too severe side. And the threats that we have at hand, mostly some large hail and some damaging winds. Otherwise, our high temperatures expect to climb to the lower 80s and those showers and storms continue through the first half of the overnight, but move out pretty quickly. And by daybreak tomorrow, we'll have a little bit of patchy fog, but otherwise a mostly clear sky and temperatures tomorrow getting into the lower 80s and a good bit of sunshine. Sunday brings us another chance at some showers, especially later on into the evening and going into Monday morning. Much cooler, though. Highs only reaching the mid 70s for uh, Sunday and for Monday. Tuesday looks to be a bit warmer, mostly sunny low 80s. Wednesday will also have intervals of clouds and sun right around that 80 degree mark before slightly warming up a bit on Thursday and temperatures into the mid 80s. But for now, we have an overcast sky, some of those showers still off towards the east, and a temperature of 65 degrees in Eau Claire.
2: So, what time do you think uh, this afternoon? We might see some activity.
5: I'd kind of say maybe around after 5 o'clock is okay. when it's uh, starting to look a little bit more now, likely. No, that's here
2: in Eau Claire, but further west uh, before that, or you expect that's when it'll come across the river?
5: I would say, well, it kind of pops up towards eastern Minnesota and uh, western Wisconsin. The way it's looking now, of course, it is something that will continue to change, and it's contingent on how much sunshine we see. So it's something that we'll be watching pretty closely and, of course, give you the updates.
2: Sounds good, my boy. Have a good weekend.
5: You too, Bob. We'll talk to you next week.
2: There he goes. Mike Dandria, and Mike, of course, over there at Skywarn 13 with our look at the weather again. 65 degrees right now. Nice out there this morning.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: About 21 minutes before 6 o'clock. Well, they don't have any any dune dude for each clubs in Clark County. <laughs>
3: they still got a lot of
2: good ones. Jill, you were over in Clark County watching the shows. How would some of the kids do? Well, I'll
0: give you a, quite a list. The champion dairy beef was Kane Topher from showing through the Loyal FFA. And reserve champion dairy beef was Isaac Jacoby. The grand champion market steer was Braxton Call from the Loyal FFA and the reserve champion was Megan Walter from the Granton FFA. Grand Champion Market Land was Veda Rokovic from the Rock Creek Rangers. And the reserve champion Lamb was Janelle Ertle from the Maplewood Badgers. The champion hog was Laney Burkhart, excuse me, Laney Burkhart from the Thorpe FFA. And the reserve champion was Kinsey Klimsy Klimkey from the Town Country, Town and Country Clovers. And they also have a purebred show for their hogs. And I actually visited with these two young people, as their first year showing. And the grand champion purebred hog was Ava Krushke, and her little brother, Axel Krushke, had the reserve champion. And they showed through the Town and Country Clovers. And the Clark County new fairest of the fair is Devonie Hinkleman from The loyal FFA. She's a past state FFA officer.
2: Yeah, she's keeping busy. So, uh, congratulations to Devonie. And and again, now you talk to those. When are we going to hear those on the air?
0: We'll hear some of them on Sunday morning and some on Monday morning.
2: All right. So, again, results from the Clark County Fair in Nealsville, Their beautiful new barn. And boy, does that make a difference for uh, stalling animals and showing animals. It's a beautiful building.
0: It is a beautiful building. They had the. show ring situated kind of in the middle so they had the beef on one end the hogs on another and they were up in so many numbers that the sheep had to move back to another building and they Couldn't were actually make them
2: happy i'll bet uh,
0: and they actually were shown in the old show ring oh really because the the beef show was so large it took most of the day to get through it
2: and because it was big
0: because it was big they said 145 head
2: wow Good show. All right. So, Clark County Fair and, of course, Pierce County Fair is going on this week as
3: well. So, it's a busy time here in Waxland. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm All right. here. we got markets to get to, but again, a reminder of the fairs
2: in the area. We've got uh, Russ County, Pierce County, Clark County pioneer gas and steam engine days out uh, south of eau claire anything else going on this weekend there's also a tractor show up in medford oh that's right at medford high school that's going on this weekend get yourself registered to win a new restored tractor i think it's a farm oh boy i'm not sure what it is but get up there and find out i've got tickets don't buy too many because i'd sure like to win that
3: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And one more thing I would like to mention is FFA on the air for this weekend is Galesville Ettrick Trempolo, First time on the air. It's kind of exciting. They've got a state FFA officer.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, we've had the FFA on the air here at Wax since back in the 1960s. And so this first time for Gale Ettrick Trempolo, So that will be good. Saturday morning. And John nelsons he used to be at Colfax. Now he's back down uh, closer to home.
0: Yep, he's back closer to home. And if you listen to the show, he gives us a whole rundown of where he's been and why he went back down to Galesville. Yeah. So. Good stuff.
10: All right, let's go to the markets.
0: We need to head to Jim Lindsay and hear from what he has to say about Equity Altoona.
10: Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifty to a dollar eighty-three. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar fifty to a dollar eighty. High yielding choice and prime holstein steers a dollar sixty to a dollar sixty nine. Choice holstein steers a dollar forty-seven to a dollar fifty-nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar forty-six and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from a dollar six to a dollar twenty-four. We had a top of a dollar Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy-nine to a dollar five. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy-eight and down. Cold bulls sold from a dollar to a dollar twenty-five, thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $200 to $355 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $275 to $670 per head. Sows on Thursday sold from 40 to $52. Butchers sold from 60 to 72 And boars sold from 14 to 18 Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, August 11th, starting at noon. We will have a good assortment of beef and Holstein feeders for this sale. All feeder sales are live on CattleUSA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on CattleUSA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax
3: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's wrap up the week go to the sale barn over
2: at Stratford the equity barn in Stratford Jerry Fitzgerald is with us and uh, mother nature's making it a nice morning for you over there huh Jerry
11: Bob good morning to you yeah got a little rain uh, Lights, it's no big gully washer but a light little sprinkle started about Well, maybe 10 minutes ago, as we've been watching the Frontier kind of moving across Clark County. Now it's into Marathon County here, so hopefully we'll get something out of this. Like I said, I don't look like it's going to be a major event, but anything helps.
2: Boy, that is for sure. Well, wrap up the week for us.
11: I'll certainly do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday and this past week here at Equity Stratford on the cow market. Uh, Conventional cows yesterday yesterday and this past week, high-yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows, they were selling from 104 to 126. Uh, Extreme top of the cows this week did reach $1.30. Most of the cows this week from 83 to 103. Thinner cows, uh, like carcass cows, below 80. On the organic market now, high-yielding organic cows on Tuesday were selling from 158 to 170. Organic bulls on you went from 145 to 152. Now back to your regular, uh, regular conventional type animals, uh, regular bulls. Uh, uh, this week we're selling from 115 up to a top of 127 lighter bulls, 110 and back. Fed cattle trade charge grading Holstein steers mostly from a dollar 44 to a dollar 60. Select cattle under finished cattle dollar 40 and below. On the calf market, stronger market earlier in the week, good quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from 150 to 350. Fancy bull calves uh, earlier in the week up to 380, that was on Monday. Heifer calves this week, mostly from 75 to 200. Uh, A lot of your better quality heifer calves on Monday's auction from 200 to 280. And beef calves, same trend, uh, stronger at the beginning of the week, uh, but still good demand all week on these beef calves, 300 to 550. And a lot of a lot of fancy beef calves on Monday's auction sell from five seventy five all the way up to six sixty, and this week has concluded. Uh, full marketing week on schedule for next week here at Stratford. Next hay auction, of course, will be next Tuesday. Also, next dairy auction next Tuesday, and next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. So, got a lot of information on our website. We got some uh, special feeder cattle sale coming up here toward the end of the month. So, folks, take a look at that equity co op. Click on the Stratford page, and you will be right there. And Bob, you're my understanding is you're going across the pond here, huh? You bet.
2: Next Tuesday morning, we're going to be uh, leaving, leave Eau Claire about
11: 9 o'clock,
2: and uh, away we go by, oh, this time next week, I'll have a Guinness or two in me.
11: <laughs> well, yeah, it won't, be, it won't be 6 o'clock in Ireland. It'll be about what? Uh, it's about
2: noon, <laughs> 1 o'clock, something like that, so <laughs> we'll be having lunch. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you next week.
11: You betcha,
2: Bob. Have a nice trip. Thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And Brent is with us, but before we do that, uh, let's take a look at the Board of Trade Dairy. Markets were up yesterday before Tuesday's report overnight, December corn. Down a penny from yesterday's close, sitting at four ninety five this morning. The oats at four thirty five. December wheat down three at six sixty. November beans up a nickel at thirteen twenty three. Meal up two ten a ton for December at three ninety five eighty. And at the country elevators today,
0: Northside Elevator, loyal location, corns at five oh seven with soybeans at twelve ninety five. Arcadia corns at five twenty two with soybeans at twelve at thirteen twenty five. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corns at. 497 with soybeans
2: at 1275. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump, corn today, 530 a bushel. Baldwin, 452 on the corn, 1284 in on the beans. Duran, Mondovian, Elmwood, corn 457, beans at 1284. Fall Creek, 447 and 1274. Osseo, the corn is 477, beans 1284. Elk Mound, 494 and 1279. Sparta, 488 and 1350. Ellsworth, corn 437, beans 1274. Ethanol plants today, corn at Boyceville, 507, Stanley, 512, New Richmond, 497. Cheese up a little bit yesterday, barrels 180 and a quarter, blocks 196 and three quarters, butter up 2.5 cents, 269, class 3, trended lower again, August down a dime, 1725, September down 22 at 1761, October down 30, 1786, November down 23 at 1816, December down 19 at 1817. Well, hopefully we're going to get a little better news from Brent Wink rather than those uh, class 3 prices. You got a big weekend here. You're going to be out uh, in the field all weekend or what are you going to be doing? Well, the, we're going to be at the campground for 80s prom night, I
9: guess. That's what my <laughs> wife told me. So, what are you going to dress up as? What are you going to do? I, I guess her and some of the girls are dressing me up as an 80s rock singer. They have like eyeshadow and makeup really? and so what's going to be here? And, and uh, be they your got go-
2: they got to dye my hair a little bit. It's Do they really? Well, that shouldn't take too much. And then not then, a lot
9: Kuro- to dye. <laughs> no. then then I guess karaoke, but not quite as exciting a night as as there's going to be at the trail's end. I guess on right. Saturday night well, for, uh, right, with Jill's ten year class, 10-year class, reunion, class yeah. reunion. Ten year, yeah,
3: ten year. <laughs> Holy so man! I'm torn. I was so, torn
9: yeah. between what event to go to, but I think I'll I'll stay north. We'll let her stay south. I think and we'll would, each
2: report back there. Uh, next gonna, Friday we'll kind of compare notes her and I while right. you're in Ireland. And I'm gonna s- spend the weekend packing. Well yeah uh, again, you said you had a little rain coming in. What's yeah. uh, what's the update for this week?
9: You know, I, I just I sent this out to growers and we talked a little bit last week, but you know, August is such a key month. There's not really a lot of field activity, but walking your fields with growers in August or the growers out walking their fields and there's really Five things that I like to look at in corn and beans. Number one, you get out there and look at standability and plant health in both corn and soybeans. The corn plants, digging some of those plants, what do the roots look like? Is there rootworm feeding on some of our corn on corn to know what the pressures might be? If that's going to be a field that stays there next year. I look at ear height. In corn, if your ear height is inconsistent, it means you had uneven emergence on that corn. That's going to have an impact on dry down. It's going to have an impact on grain fill. Uh, you know, soybeans. What's their standability look like? Uh, is there white mold starting to show up? Uh, the second thing, disease pressure. Again, looking at disease pressure in the corn and beans. Looking at those leaves. Looking at what's going on. Thirdly, insect pressure. Again, that uh, corn borer, rootworm, uh, soybeans. You know, is there any maybe late season spider mites or something like that? One of the biggest, the last two are probably the most important. Uh, Number four is herbicide efficacy. Grading yourself. How good did the Enlist program work on your soybeans or the Dicamba program or on your corn, getting out there and and kind of making a grade to see how well did the program work and what do you need to change maybe next year to make it a better program. For instance, maybe a two-pass program on your cornfields to make sure that we're removing some of those late-season weeds and then the last thing would be nutrient deficiency. You know, as we get into September, those crops just naturally start to senesce or go toward maturity. Leaves start turning colors. And you're not able to see that as well in September as you are in August. So in in August, we can maybe still see some of the nutrient deficiencies that are showing up on the leaves. And again, for making uh, some of those changes, it allows you to set expectations. I, we went from drought in a lot of areas to, my goodness, I, I just don't know what to expect. I know USDA, a little bit later, I'm hearing, will have a little bump in production you know, across the U.S. for corn and beans. I certainly have uh, bigger expectations for our crop here in August than I had back at the beginning of July. So that's kind of a exciting time. Then the last thing, I just wanted to start getting some dates out. So Synergy Co-op. Uh, one of the accounts that I work with, Synergy Co-op, on August 29th at their Cameron fertilizer plant, and August 30th at their Menominee answer plot. The Menominee answer plot, Synergy is having a uh, customer appreciation and field days with all the reps. So both days will be from 10 until 1. So again, August 29th at the Synergy Cameron fertilizer plant. Uh, they've got a nice big showcase plot up there. Looks fabulous. And then uh, August 30th at the Menominee Answer Plot, uh, those are two synergy co-op field days where we can kind of talk about a lot of these things and many, many other things.
2: All right. And uh, thank you, sir. And a big weekend for Brent again. And you related something. And I, I just, as I look at you, I can't imagine. You told <laughs> me that back when you were going to college, you got an earring. Oh, my goodness. For a farm kid,
9: you yeah. know, we're we're going to... Uh, daytona beach a handful of us yeah i remember we went to the mall in rice lake i was going to junior college up there and me and three buddies decided it'd be a great idea to get our left ears pierced got our ears <laughs> pierced and and uh you know 19 years old with a fake id running to daytona beach but uh, the earring had to come out uh when i went back to the farm and, and it's say, like oh uh,
2: my goodness i I hope Dad doesn't notice that hole in my ear. (laughs) I'm just uh, thinking, sitting here, knowing your dad's probably (laughs) listening this morning, what his reaction was when you came home with an earring.
9: Yeah, probably... Probably not one of his prouder moments, but they, they loved me anyways, and I appreciate uh, it. Oh, that's what didn't disappoint them too bad after all that, right. I guess. Uh, well, you
2: got a go to song for karaoke now this weekend, or you get something we well, can they, preview.
9: They told me they want me to be a backup singer, and I said, well, "What does a backup <laughs> singer have to do?" And they're like, "Back just, way up, just, just keep back way up." up. That's kind of so. Like that's yeah. And that's and I I think what, what I'll be doing. The same
2: choir, yeah. I sing absolutely.
9: Like too. All right. Well, have fun. You bet. You have fun in Ireland. We'll see you next week,
2: Jill. And Jill, you have fun at your class reunion. How many years? 60, (laughs) 40, 30, 35 35 years from Osseo Fairchild. Yep. All right. So, uh, again, everybody's got a party this weekend. Uh, Hopefully, you do, too, because it should be nice. But be careful. Maybe later on tonight, we might get uh, some storms through the area. So, pay attention. Otherwise, get out to
3: the fairs. Pierce, Russ, Clark, all going on.